We are geek-centric, and you can be too. What's up, geeks, and welcome back to another episode of the Geek-Centric Podcast. My name is Justin, and today we're all quarantined. <laughs> That's right. It's been over five weeks of social distancing and almost five weeks since our last podcast. So today we're picking up where we left off with the return of movie combat. But first, if you're joining us for the first time, this is a weekly podcast covering the world of film, television, gaming, toys, collectibles, and all things geek-centric. Joining me for today's episode, I have my lovely co-hosts. First, we have the lazy boy himself, oh, Nate. On. What? <laughs> lazy boy? Uh, I mean, hey, I, they're I, comfy, I, man. Don't take, don't take it back. That's exactly it, man. You're, it's comfy. It's I guess comfy. I've been, you know, just sleeping on my couch for the past... How long has it been? We've five weeks? Yeah. That's insane. But before we get into that, Nate, uh, I'd like to also introduce the dude who was social distancing before it was cool, Kevin Hudson. Yeah. Honestly, stay the hell away from me. <laughs> Six feet is minimum. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this, is, this, this was his motto This is before. the new norm. So, yes, it has been five weeks, Nate, since we've actually done this and seen each other my yeah, god it's been so long and uh you know before we uh, you know we we have our usual regimen where we get into watch you but i thought before we get into that because i'm sure there's a lot that we can share uh, mm -hmm. i thought i would just see how how you guys are doing because this is like the first time the three of us have have talked other than you know seldomly through the groups and stuff like that so kev how have you been man honestly uh we're doing okay uh you know we're we're very very fortunate um we're both working, um, and and I think our our main goal is to kind of 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 regiment our weeks. Right, Monday to Friday is is normal work, do stuff in the evening, go to bed. Uh, weekends we have a bit of fun, um, you know. But like, uh, we're trying our best not to turn a Tuesday into a Saturday and that and that sort of thing, you know. Right, uh, right. I think I think our goal is. We know what day of the week it is every day of the week. Right. Because you have a schedule. You have regimen. Yeah. There are people that are, are constantly like you see all the people online saying, oh, I don't know what day it is. And yeah, um, that's just me. because everything, bl yeah. Yeah, everything blends together. But you, you're right. I, I feel the same way, too. At least work has been able to give that that Monday to Friday feel. Um, and we're so, fortunate you know, for that. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah, absolutely. so I, I don't take it for granted. That's for sure. Yeah. And uh, uh, Nathaniel, what have yeah. you been up to? I I listen. He's I, the he's the Saturday is a Tuesday whatever guy. <laughs> exactly. I'm hearing Kevin talk about these people, and I'm like, am I these people? Uh, absolutely. Because um, yeah, well, well, you think about it though, you kind of are because like right now, especially like like you're you're off work. Yeah. You're still obviously getting paid for some of that time mm -hmm. but that that's also transitioning for you so you will start to be working again yeah uh, fairly soon 
Yeah, yeah. I've we started figuring out how to do the the work from home within uh within the company I work for. So it's uh yeah, it's gonna it's it's gonna get me back on track. I've started going to bed on time lately and I've started waking up on time. Melatonin helps a lot, but you know, I've been uh <laughs> I've been pushing myself to to try and fall back into a, a regular a schedule. Yeah, a regimen. Because realistically, like yeah, like I've been um I've ordered a few things um, that we'll we'll talk about a little bit later on the podcast. Why I've ordered some things, but I've you know I've been ordering stuff online, and I think everyone's ordering stuff online, I guess. But um, but it's funny because like I'll I'll see something. It's definitely not an essential item or whatever, and it'll feel like it's gotten here the next day. But that's only because I'm not keeping track of days. So I'll be like, I'll be like, wow, that's already here. And it's like, oh, wait, I ordered that seven days ago. Like, of course, it's already here. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, dude, honestly, time has lost all meaning. I'm, I'm as much as I don't, you know, I don't want to go back to work, so to speak. I, I can I'm I'm stoked for it. I, I'm, I'm happy for it. And I'm also just blessed to actually still have a job because a lot of people don't. So, yeah, um, well, so I'm, I'm OK with it. My, I'm putting I'm pushing that lazy Nate, you know, <laughs> to, to get back to working Nate. So it's going to happen. <laughs> well, so then the next time uh, we, we, we do this, we'll call you working hard Nate. Right? <laughs> there we go. Next quarantine, you call Slay me working it. hard Nate. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like it, it's, it's just interesting. It's such weird times right now. Um, you know, just the normal things I find, just the normal things of being able to like just go out and like do something, like pick yeah. up groceries or get a coffee um even like i get you can still obviously go get a coffee it's nothing but you, you just this hyper awareness which is why it's it's just such a a peculiar time and i i think uh, you know when we last left the podcast which was you know again almost five weeks um you know pandemic was was officially announced and you know shortly after you know, everywhere was just closing down. Uh, yeah, but it was it was, it was it was barely in play, right? We were all right. like, ah, this will be a few weeks. Yeah. You know, you got the orange guy down south going, ah, this is a <laughs> hoax. This is fake. This is nothing. You the know, you still have people saying, oh, but the flu death rates and all this stuff. Like, right. this yeah. is legitimate, man. We are yeah. locked in our houses just to stay alive this is real this is well, yeah. crazy yeah I, I, well it's i don't think the the reality is is the way i look at the whole situation is we're staying in because this is a hyper hyper contagious virus that has different effects on everyone and it's so unpredictable therefore you, you know someone could have you know uh, a very bad experience with it and be in respiratory you know distress and could inevitably die or there's people that just, you know, they have it, but they, they don't show any symptoms. They don't show. And I think just as scary as how contagious it is, that's also scary. Being able to, like, that, that varying degree of how it affects. So yep. that, to me, is primary reason. Because genetically and, like, scientifically, it doesn't look and act any different from an actual flu. But because of how intensively... Uh, you know, contagious it is and the the varying degrees of how it affects people, it is integral right now to to kind of respect this whole tradition and, and also be aware that it's it is going to not just go away. Like someone was recently on the news saying like it's norm isn't gonna happen until there's a vaccine, really. Yeah. Right. You know, so I mean I, I like two weeks ago Sarah and I were like, Oh, are we gonna get to see that Rage Against the Machine concert in July? Hmm. We might yeah. not be able to see Rage Against the Machine 
in concert next July, the way they're talking <laughs> about things, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And you, it, you, <clears throat> you hope, you hope though, that at the end of the day, that it's, it's kind of like more of a, it's an over promise. Like how do you, how do they say yeah, it? No, it's no, you gotta, the... you gotta, you gotta get ahead of it. You gotta be over precautious. You gotta do all these things so yeah. that less people die. And, right. and I mean, let's be honest here. It's been a month. I know yep. people are going crazy. I know they're getting annoyed and lonely and all that stuff. And uh, you got to reach out. You got to talk to people. You got to hang out. You got to do things that make you happy. But this is one month of what mm-hmm. could be three, four, five, six months. Uh, and then w- the second wave's going to come and we're going to have to do this again. Like, yep. Th- yeah, this yeah. is the only way we can keep hospitals functional is right. to minimize impact and it, it it's 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 going to be 18 months before we get a vaccine before we get any of that stuff yep. and and so it's not awesome it's not great but it 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 is the reality so let's do it and you know you know keep a smile on your face and 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 do things that make you happy you know well that's that's just it and and that's a perfect segue into you know what you because there has been a lot of what oh, that's happened over five weeks and <laughs> i'm almost nate has oh, watched sure. everything nate well, was just he all oh, right I, so I guys i'm gonna take Netflix over the podcast now themselves oh, yeah. um, I, i'm gonna do my watch show which is gonna be a this is part one of a seven hour part series well and that and that you know to avoid this we are we are actually going to set a limit here so let's keep our watches to a max of top five um because i'd like to hear you know i think i think there's going to be a lot of overlap we've obviously been engaged in conversation about certain sort of things that we've watched so i think this is a good forum for us to actually to do that um so you know what i am going to throw it to uh to you mr kevin to start us off with uh, uh i knew you i knew you were going to start Watch with you. me okay fine yeah fine let's just get this out of the way let's just start with this oh, no. and end it quickly friggin tiger king you cool <laughs> cats and man. kittens it... yes tiger king okay man. fine um at me at me, at me, I don't care. That that was fake. It was, really? it was fabricated. It was BS. Really? Come on. Watch that last episode. And they're all kind of like winking at the camera when they're doing their segues, <laughs> man. It. Uh, th- there's no oh. way this story could exist in real life without what? the consequences that like real life has to bring. I'm but sorry. Didn't, didn't didn't Joe Exotic get those consequences? Like, yes, he, he got arrested for doing illegal things. But like the whole Carol, like oh, Carol <laughs> hashtag Carol, whatever. Like, no, it, it's it's Carol fake, it. man. It's fake. But that that said, we watched it in an what six hour like boom back to back yeah, to back to back to back to back to back. We didn't stop. It was like I got to pee. Pause it. Like it was. We were in it, man. But it's fake. That's my final verdict on that. Dude, if it's if it's not real, then you're right. Like it's extremely entertaining. But if it is if it is absolutely real, like every single person in the show is horrible. <laughs> like they're all horrible people. <laughs> and the fact that people are glorifying hey, people is a little Joe's upsetting. Toothless Lover is a nice guy. I liked him. Okay. Sure, and now that he's gotten his teeth fixed, he looks even better. But well, there we go. He's a did you guy. did you watch the last episode? Did you guys watch the like? Additional I haven't watched the new additional one. There's no, new stuff. Okay. Yeah, no, there's a new. There was one additional episode. <laughs> Gotta go. Oh, Kevin's left. Okay, he's left the conversation. 
he's going to. <laughs> That's so funny. Or actually, did he like? He accidentally hung up. <laughs> On our oh, FaceTime call. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's okay. So we'll we'll try this again with him. Let let me just uh, let me just ring him. Yeah. So Kevin's back. Uh, he, he actually left the conversation and stopped the recording. So we had to restart this. So, Dude, Kevin uh, is like he... a savant with technology. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he just knows this stuff. <laughs> Um, no, but I think the point that you were leaving on or that I was leading with is that they added an additional episode in episode eight and, uh, it's, it's with, um, oh, who's the, who's the main actor again from, uh, community, uh, Joel um, McHale. Yeah. Joel McHale hosts, uh, uh, an interview. Oh, really? Um, he, what's it called? He, he hosts, uh, just a, I guess a Q and a, so, uh, it was, it was cool. It was, it was interesting. Um, but I, I, where's, I, I'm I sorry, see. where's that available? It's on Netflix. It's it's nice. episode eight. It's episode eight. Okay, so. and they're all are they all social distancing in it? I've heard like they're all <laughs> yes, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. Just as a fan of animals, like this is a pretty horrific thing to watch. Like I like animals, but I know some people who are really sensitive to animal abuse and stuff like that. I'm like, there's no way that how is it this popular? And we're watching all these poor tigers like unless again kevin unless you're right and it's it's not exactly real and these cats are fine no no I, no no. those those horrible tiger zoos are real man that's uh, the worst yeah. part about it well the the right at the beginning the interesting stat that there was more giant cats in you know in america than there were in other places around the world where they should be right was, was quite astounding yeah like so, in captivity um, versus in yeah. the wild yeah, and Joe and Joe Exotic essentially did go to jail. While you know, for the plot of you know uh, killing Carol, but um, essentially, too, one part part of that whole thing was that he he um, killed those cats, right? Like that was one of the one of the things. In one the, of the allegations against they, him, yeah, yeah, allegations against him that actually got him in jail. Um, he was horrible to those animals. I don't think all those people were horrible to those animals. Um, I mean, to I, to I, be I, fair, he wasn't horrible to them. They just shouldn't be in that kind of captivity in that kind of environment, right? Like, yeah. I, I mean, it's it's it 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 opens up this huge plethora of moral, yeah. uh, you know, questions regarding animal ownership. You know, mm-hmm. uh, as a dog owner, am I preventing my dogs from being wild? Right? Why are my dogs different than tigers? That sort of thing, you know. Yeah. Those tigers uh, were were safe in their cages, were fed daily the way they should be. I mean, I think and it again, comes down. Mm. Go, sorry, Kevin. I, I was just gonna say. I think it comes down to the the like the mental well being of these animals. So yes. if you look at a dog, right? Like a dog or a cat, they're perfectly fine because they're being fed and they have enough space in most instances, hopefully, to in to. to be a dog or be a cat. A tiger cannot be a tiger in Florida, especially when they had that snow leopard. And I was like, wow, <laughs> that's not okay. Like, anyways, I don't know. Again, it's it's like a car accident on the highway. You shouldn't slow down and watch and look at it, but we all do. So, you know, we're all yeah. gonna be cool cats and kittens and enjoy the show. But I think whether the show's real or not, uh, whatever you think of it, man, Netflix hit it out of the park with this one man it was just the, it was, it perfect was timing, huge though. it was perfect yeah. sweet kevin anything else you got tiger king out of the way yeah so tiger king we can cross off we've all we've all seen that <laughs> <laughs> what else have you seen Kev? um okay doing? so uh you you did mention joel McHale. 
Um, yeah. And so it was actually a lot of fun to go back and rewatch Community. Did you guys watch Community at all? I haven't. I haven't watched it all like succinctly, but I've watched episodes. Yeah. I haven't watched Community since I was in college. Which was a while ago. Which was like six months ago. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. you pop. Yeah. Um, no, but but it was it was it was long enough that I don't think they had yet uh, done the additional season that they came out with the the season after they were canceled or whatever. Well, that's that, uh, so that I hadn't was, seen any of that. That was the thing I found interesting, right? Like, so Dan Harmon created and wrote uh, Community. They did three seasons. Viewership wasn't great. Um, so they fired Dan Harmon, brought in a new staff. Season four was terrible. They brought back Dan Harmon. Season oh. five was really, really good. Uh, and then at that point, they were on some platforming service. I can't remember. Uh, and then they did season six, not so good. And that one was on uh, another mm-hmm. plat, like Hulu, I believe, at yeah, that point. Um, yeah. And... Uh, I don't know. Uh, the first three seasons are just fantastic. Between the paintball episodes, between um, the <laughs> chicken finger, um, Goodfellas sort of homage. Uh, like, it, There are some really, really great episodes. So we had a lot of fun watching that show. Um, so that was, that was really cool. Uh, and I honestly, just anybody listening, if you haven't seen Community, go out and watch the first three seasons. They're awesome. We also got into uh, a series called Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, it's done by Vice. Um, and, and yes, I'm a wrestling fan, uh, but Sarah is not. And she is actually more enamored with this series than I am because... So what's so is it about wrestling? It's about wrestlers. And it is mm-hmm. insane, man. Like, you know, y- y- there is no industry in entertainment like wrestling the performers die and kill themselves more than anywhere else like honestly you know when 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 a hollywood actor dies it's huge news when a Mm -hmm. sports athlete dies it's huge news yeah when a wrestler dies it kind of gets a little buried but if you hear these stories there is there is you know a family of wrestlers Five of six kids are dead now, man, because they were involved in wrestling. You got the Benoit story. I know everyone knows that one. You've got murder mysteries. Like, did he kill himself? Did he fake his own death? Everything like that. You've got drug addiction. You've got everything. This show is absolutely mental. And Sarah is like, yes, I'm in. I'm in. This is so engaging. So, again. Do they do a piece about, do they do a piece about Benoit? Uh, two episodes. They did two episodes for that mm-hmm. case. We haven't watched wow. those yet. That's season two. We just finished season one. It is, it it's it's crazy, man. You don't have to like wrestling. It is the history of entertainment and sports in a way that you've never seen it. This industry is f- crazy. So it'd be interesting to find out too. Like for yourself, does this change? You know, you're a huge fan of wrestling, and does it change your perspective about, you know, what mentally goes into this and, and how it affects them? And 
um, in any sort of capacity. And then also for Sarah, like if you, like you said, she's not into it. So what's her draw into it? Is it because she's, it's because it's crazy, man. Like these people are offing themselves. They're killing each other. They're stabbing each other in the showers. The, The drama that unfolds in this industry is crazy. And again, you don't have to like, respect, appreciate wrestling at all. It's just a piece of history. This, this, between the 70s and the, you know, late 2000s, so many of these performers died different ways. And it's like, what the hell was going on in that industry? <laughs> you know, why was it so awful? Yeah. You know, it, it, it's really intriguing. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to check that out. Yeah. For my final watcha, uh, I just want to give a huge applause to PlayStation. Woo. Mm. They released the whole Uncharted series for free, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. I All have wanted to play that for 15 years. <laughs> so I'm about six chapters deep into the first game, and awesome. uh, I have a whole bunch of issues with the game. I yeah. think it's super overrated, but it was free, so I'm having fun. Yeah, yeah, I'll enjoy it. Like, I would like to talk to Nate about like just uh, it's (laughs) overrated, man. I I'll I'll say this: the first game is it could use more polish, and you'll notice as you go through each uh, each game why it's rated the way it is. I would Mm -hmm. say the first game had to start somewhere, right? So it's going to be the weakest of all of them. Get a little bit further into it, I think you'll find that the storytelling um, is going to outweigh the the sort of clunky pacing of the game um, where it's like fight story fight story explore fight story (laughs) explore so you'll find that that pace will kind of pick up a little bit more and you're going to be so much more invested in the characters Um, that first one is not the best representation of the series itself I I honestly think that the best is is uh, is four yeah Um, I had a chance to play a little bit of three um, and I, and I, it feels the same. But four, I think, has that that as you were describing, just a very nice sort of balance. Like they figured it out as they've as they've gone how to balance, you know, the action with the exploring, with the you know the story elements and all that stuff to kind of give you a much more rounded experience. But yeah, the Uncharted series is awesome. It, maybe I can see that you would say it would be overrated, especially if a lot of people have told you you got to play, you got to yeah. play. I mean, it's it's kind of like that movie that everybody talks about, right? And then you finally see it and you're like, "Well, Parasite. it was good, but no, I just I just think there's some clunky things to it that that yeah. are bothering me playing it, but as a 21st century Indiana Jones game, I'm in. I'm in. So yeah, I, I will play the whole series, especially because, again, thank you, PlayStation. Free? Yeah, man. That's awesome. Yeah, but so that's 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 what I've been up to. Nice. Yeah, man. Uh, Nate. Yes. I know you're, you're itching there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, let me at him. Let me at him. You're like, let me, uh, let me. I got, I got a bunch of stuff. He's got um, his notes ready. I can see his eyes just darting over. Okay. So what you been up to, Nate? Yeah. Well, before I dive into what you I've been up to, uh, um, I just want to quickly mention, Kevin, if you want a relaxing afternoon where you're not going to yell at your TV. Um, I dare you. They, PlayStation also released uh, Journey. Um, which is honestly, you pop a pair of headphones in and you just get into Journey. Uh, it's there for free as well. Dude, I'm telling you, you're going to just have a wonderful evening. Just turn off the lights, headphones, Journey. 
It's awesome. I don't want to say any more than that. Speaking of relaxing, um, very relaxing game that I've been playing, Animal Crossing. Um, and I know, like, I'm sure all of you guys have heard and everyone listening has heard so much about Animal Crossing from everyone. I have friends who don't even play video games at all who have just, you know, messaged me. Hey, dude, just got a switch for Animal Crossing. I'm trying to get the specific fruit. Do you have it? Things like that. Um, it's just it's such it's such a perfect game to launch when it did. And obviously Nintendo couldn't have anticipated, none of us, no one in the world anticipated all of this craziness happening. Or but did the they? <laughs> or did they? <laughs> all right, Conspiracy Kevin coming at you. Uh, but no, like, I think, I think, you know, all you do in this game is you thrive on an island getaway, which is something that none of us can do. You can get on a plane and visit your friends and go to their island and hang out. And, yeah. you know, I've been to birthday parties. I went to a birthday party in this game and it was all, you yeah. know, because you can decorate the island. So it's all yeah. decorated. You can make custom things that go into the game. It's absolutely a joy. So I have not <laughs> put that down. I think I'm at like 185 hours. So, um, but between all doing uh, all the Animal Crossing stuff, I've also been building a ton of Lego. Um, you guys have well, you seen... You have a ton of Lego. You have a ton of Lego that has not been built yet. Right? So it's like, got the No, time. guys, <laughs> guys most, most people say a ton and they're joking. We've weighed his sets. It literally weighed a ton. Yeah. Well, listen, I've got, I've been building like a bunch of these. Um, I've got like this uh, the speeder. I've got the... Um, this set here that I picked up at uh, in Chicago when we went to Star Wars yep. Celebration, uh, and then this one here that I've just gotten started with, uh, which is the Michael Lee Stockwell uh, remastered Slave One, yeah. uh, which yeah. is really cool with the uh, with the signature on it and everything, uh, which is yeah. awesome, super cool that we were able to pick that up there and interview him. If you haven't checked it out yet, please check out our, our YouTube channel. You'll see yeah, us our our interview for on Fan Expo. Um, super yeah. cool. So I've been that building awesome. a ton of Lego. Oh, dude, that was such a fun... I want to talk to that guy again. Um, and then I've also... Justin, I know you've been really getting into this too, along with me. Westworld Season 3. Mm -hmm. oh, dude, yeah. it's very fresh. It's very different from the last two seasons. But the cool thing is it's. I find it's slowly starting to um, show its roots, like bringing yes. back some narratives from previous seasons. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> narratives, I think narratives and also just clarity, right? Because like, yeah. I think the first, like we're on episode five, and I just think the first four episodes were very um, paced, like just very, like the, the, it was very like the, the, the eggs were there. Yeah. You had to kind of find them and kind of piece it together. And now things are starting to like unravel and we're starting to see what the story is kind of going to be kevin are you caught up have you watched any of the i yet? haven't watched season three so i only have one question obviously mm -hmm. i don't want spoilers yeah. does it feel like this is kind of the culmination this is the wrap-up it does for it, like i just yeah it, yeah it like season that, three is gonna yeah. be it well I, from we talked about the trailer so i think if we go off that uh as well and 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 just in in conjunction of what i think i at least i've seen it does have this sort of epic nature of Dolores getting what she wants, right? Mm -hmm. And achieving a goal. And if anything, you know, it's about the last two episodes we're watching her as she developed to get to this point of where she's achieving this goal. So it does look like it could be closure. So if that if that's closure on like specifically her character or 
on Westworld as a whole because who knows what's going to happen after, right? I think I think what if anything this might be closure on her character and they might find something else to do with Westworld. I mean, but the I latest think- the latest thing I saw was that Game of Thrones was just a simulation in the Westworld sort of uh. environment, right? Like, oh my goodness. Okay, HBO, don't, don't go that deep, please. We're not gonna we're not gonna say how that was because I think people might still if they haven't if they're listening to the podcast and they haven't experienced that yet. I don't want to spoil that for them. Um, right. But but wait, so you're telling me there's a chance? There's something. There's something. Oh I'm not gonna say what it God. is, but you gotta watch. You gotta watch this season. Okay, it's an, it's an Easter egg. Cool. It's an Easter egg. It's an Easter egg. One of the cool. cool things though that I'm I'm really digging with it so far. It's just like the first few episodes feel like such a departure but with the most recent episodes and this isn't really spoiling anything but it it just it starts to feel like Westworld again it starts to right. bring those right. in and the cool thing is it doesn't do it by bringing back the exact same uh, situations or narratives it brings them back it brings like similar situations back or it changes it alters them in such a way that you're like well this is really Westworld but it's different in a, in a small way so I've I'm really loving it i cannot wait it's keeping me on my feet every single episode i think there's something that i'm like oh i know what's happening i know what's happening and then i don't and Shit, it's so you, good you got me man you got yeah, me you gotta watch it yeah sounds good uh yeah, that's great yeah what else um dude i got a chance to a lot of people are doing these uh watch-alongs now have you guys seen any watch-alongs like on the internet people are posting and then you you synchronize and you watch along we had planned one, but I'm like, I don't want to sit there and watch a movie while people are talking through it. So yeah. I am not a watch along kind of guy. I think I think for a movie I think for a movie that we've all already seen would be a good idea. Yes. Because then if we're talking, it doesn't matter as much, right? Um so speaking of a movie that I've already seen, um IGN uh, actually did a Rogue One watch along with uh Chris Weitz and Gary Witta, who are the two writers for Rogue One. And it was it was really cool to to kind of rewatch that movie. I do think actually rewatching that movie out of the new movies that Rogue One actually has the best soundtrack uh, out of all of the new movies, uh, even more than mm-hmm. I, I really do. It's actually really good. Um, but um, there were two really cool things that I just wanted to point out. So Chris White's um, he was talking about Borgullet, <laughs> and everyone hates Borgullet. Um, but the first version of Borgullet that was uh, cut was actually he was a memory trader and so apparently he like he would he delights in traumatic memories like he he feeds off of them and so they're like really delicious and so um one of the quotes that he said was like there was at one point a space Hannibal Lecter scene where bull Gu- where Bor gullet made Jin trade her traumatic memories for information that she wanted which I think would have been Ooh. way better than freaking what we got with Borgullet. I think that's such a cool idea. Borgullet was that thing that comes out and 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 it attaches its mind so that it uh, or its tentacles to the mind so that yeah. it can reveal the truth, right? Exactly. But, but was, originally that was, it was that, that was honestly the worst part of that movie. Oh, 100%. We could do without that part, but the original cut for that character was much darker and I think would have been so much cooler if they had stuck with it. Um and then really quickly, I don't know if you guys already know this one. So Gareth no. Edwards was allowed to only name one planet in his movie, his own movie, but whatever. And so he named Scarif and so it all came about when he ordered a drink at Starbucks. And the barista said, uh, okay, what's the name? Can I get the name? And he goes, uh, it's Gareth. And he said, it's Gareth. But he said it so quickly that when he got his cup, his cup said Scarif. Oh, awesome. 
That's so funny. So literally, he looked at the cup and he was like, okay, that's the name of the planet Scarif then. Um, that's which I just thought those were cool, really cool tidbits yeah. that like, yeah. that's something that you, you wouldn't get unless you were there for that, that watch long or unless, you know, I think they've got it archived, but. No, yeah, that's man. awesome. No, that's sure. awesome. I'm tired of yeah. the baristas spelling my name with a C. Bunch of idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, that's what I've been doing. I've got a few more, but I I, I feel like we're being, we've been going pretty long with this. So I'll I'll leave it up to oh, uh, yeah. Justin. Wow. Maybe he might have some overlap for some stuff. So well, yeah. No, I I think uh, the one thing I know that Nate and I kind of mentioned uh, in, that I was able to gra- capture or watch was uh, Onward. Mm. Um, so yeah, I watched Onward uh, on Disney Plus. How was it? Um, it was actually really good. Really it good. Was, it was. It I was hear really the good. ending is really just a tearjerker. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty emotional. I cried um, my but... face off, and I loved it. Yeah. Well, okay, no, but you don't count, man. You cried to everything. <laughs> I, I definitely, I definitely teared. Um, nice. And really? It was. Yeah. It's that it, good, it, eh? It definitely. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I was actually very surprised. Um, I think we we talked about this uh, in another episode where we reviewed the trailer, or we did it for trailer time. We were not hot and... on it. No, we were not because I, I th- we thought it felt very uh, just DreamWorksy. Like, yeah, DreamWorks, like Sony, like just an, another thing. But you know what? They landed it with the heart and um, the heart of the story. And I, and I honestly think there's actually another thing you guys should check out on Disney Plus called um, um, Insider. I think it's called. They're like short 15 minute uh, behind the scenes. Oh, cool. Um, like sort of uh, of different parts of Disney. So they do movies, they do parks, they do all sorts of stuff. Um, there's only three episodes. It's fairly new. But they did one with Onward. Uh, where they went behind the scenes and they talked with like the, the director and the producer and you know they both talked about how they had a very personal connection to the story and how they both experienced the same sort of things that uh, these characters have and, and the, the want and yearning to, to have like one more day and stuff like that so uh, I love that you know kind of drew, drew from a, a personal story that they were able to really translate well and uh, really just kind of hit home the sentiment that you know if, if we could have one more day with someone that is no longer here mm. what would that look like um and what That's does that cool. experience look like so i thought that was uh, i was actually very surprised I, I enjoyed that um but i've been i've been really into animation like animated movies uh i watched uh kubo and the two strings mm. i watched um missing link uh both uh, i always say this wrong it's uh leica leica you had a leica thumb yeah. Yeah, yeah, I had a likeathon. I watched uh, Coraline. I watched Coraline as, oh, as well. Oh, all the greats. Um, one of the one of the great yeah. horror movies of all time. Yeah, Paranorman. I don't know if that's uh, actually Leica. <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't think I've. Seen yeah, it. no, it's yeah, Leica. So I really yeah, liked I think Paranorman. That was the first one I really liked that yeah. one. Yeah, I had seen that almost like probably just I think the week of the quarantine. It was on. It was on, and I watched it. And I just was like, man, I just I love the stop motion. I love the animation and stuff like that. And uh, so I, I kind of went through all this. It's it's fun to watch people do it well, eh? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also it's also it was also like great revelation to like actually wanting to maybe try to, not, obviously not do something on the scale of that, but like just do a story or some sort of movie with uh, you know animation in some kind of of capacity. But we you know we we do some kind of already stuff done like that. that. Yeah, I, we, 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 di- we tend to, but I mean like an actual, like maybe like a, uh, a story with like, you know, characters that we've created or something like that. Yeah. Uh, oh, hey, uh, yeah you, you, you briefly yeah. mentioned animation there. You should see yeah. Justin draw guys. You should see J-Law's drawings. Uh, yeah. Since I, I, I was, I, since I, I was 12 years old, man, 
This guy has what? blown me away with his well, that's, animations. That's kind of how we first became friends, yeah, man. Eh? I was just like, dude, you can draw. It's sick. Yeah, yeah. He did my well, he did my um, student council presidential nomination posters mm-hmm. when we were like thirteen. That's how we kind of became friends. So that's exactly yeah. how we became friends. Yeah. You were you were like, hey man, can you want to draw my posters? I was like, sure, I'll draw your posters. I did all these like these uh, like quick sketch kind of drawings, and that's the thing. <laughs> and I, he I made me look that. good. That's that's hard <laughs> to do. <laughs> Speaking of drawing, I got an iPad Pro, which uh, I, I re- reinvigorated my love for just drawing. I've been sketching a lot and just kind of playing around with like brushes and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, drawing, uh, you know, like honestly, I've just been the one thing other than just kind of assuming like consuming content. I've been trying to think like, I know we've all been talking about making content because this whole sort of, uh, situation has thrown our, our creative jive and and a bit of a loop, Mm -hmm. uh, because, because the type of videos that we do are so collaborative, right. From actual, you know, animation to like the post-production and, and the voices and the writing and everything. So now it's kind of figuring out uh, how do we take this situation and uh, just kind of change change our, our course of direction in terms of, of content. Because I think fun boxings are something that we're obviously going to still do. But I, I'm excited for some of the stuff that we've conversed about um, for the for the YouTube channel that's very different from... Yeah. Well, I mean, even outside of the YouTube channel, I mean, like, maybe this sounds like a perfect segue to start uh, plugging some things that we're doing uh, during the quarantine. So uh, I think uh, uh, Nate should sort of uh, give himself a little pat on the back here. He started a little something. The Twitch. Yeah, Yeah, man. Well, I've been, you know, I've I I mentioned ordering. So I've just been ordering stuff on, on Amazon to kind of get this started and get this going and i i've been doing i've i've been streaming i've been using uh twitch.tv slash nate plays games presented by geek centric uh is is if you want to check me out on twitch i'm also uh i've got a facebook page as well and i can i've just figured out last night how to stream to that as well um which wow, is really cool. cool so i can do cool. a multi-stream and awesome. um yeah man we, i've been streaming you know animal crossing i've also been streaming uh ori and the will of the wisps so, so if you want to yeah. see me fail amazingly and spectacularly <laughs> over and over and over yeah. again you can you can what, watch that what i love about the twitch platform too and I've, I've come to kind of appreciate is just like you can tune in watch a bit of a game if you know if you want you obviously stay for the whole stream that's great but like you can jump in and and it you know nate with his personality of how he likes to engage conversation he you know really chats up people in the, in the group and, and you know he might have like five viewers or he might have 20 it just you know it, it can scale up so it's it's a new platform and, and i'm excited to see uh what you do with it man i'm excited to see how uh how you take it in your own unique fresh perspective of of you because you're the gaming guy in our in our group you're the gaming guy and you're 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 the lego guy so it's good to see that you're you know taking on uh that as a new as a new avenue of just making content I, I love it yeah i think i you know it's interesting because twitch was one of those things where i just didn't understand it uh i was like i'm thinking like why would anyone want to watch someone play a video game why wouldn't you just play the video game yes um, yes right? yes <laughs> honestly the biggest thing for me was because uh, i've I've been following a lot of different people, you know, um, Andy Cortez, Anthony Carboni, um, you know, different different people that have, that are in my ears and on podcasts and things like that. And they're doing these these Twitch streams. And so I think the, the moment that it changed for me where I realized, I oh, this is something I, I really 
think I could get into was the engagement moment of commenting or messaging something in their chat and having them go, yes. you know, oh, hey, Nate. Yeah, absolutely. Nice to hear, nice to see, see you again or hear from you again, you know, like like to be able to 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 hear a voice say my name when I've literally been listening to pretty much every day that they've been doing podcasts because a lot of some of them do daily podcasts and so right. hearing them engage with me back that was the part where i was like that's well, instant that click instant right yes, it was right, that exactly. moment that i'm like yeah. i want that and so for you know because we've been talking about on the youtube channel how do we engage our audience more this is a way to do it right in it and and really right. talk to people and yeah. and i'm hoping that i get more people other than people i know and 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 my mom and dad were watching at one point but, but you know like the thing is though again I, I i stress this like our youtube channel our podcasts everything it's it, it all starts somewhere right yeah. youtube was where we first started podcast was second twitch is now the third thing right and it's it's going to be one of those things that over time it'll grow it's just about staying committed and 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 seeing it through um from start to finish and I, i'm gonna find a way i'm gonna find a way to get you guys on somehow we're gonna find a way to do a multi-cam thing you know we've got a lot of time to figure this stuff i would out, love so. it if we did like something where it was like where kevin and i are obviously not like we game but we're not like a gamer like you but right. it's like you trying to teach us how to game that'd be on, great like, as platform or Take just kevin. me or just me watching nate play and be like no you idiot <laughs> no you're doing it wrong that would be great go over there go over there that's funny. um but That's so hilarious. so when is your when are you planning your next uh live stream well so this is the tricky thing um because i'm going getting i'm going to be getting back into an actual schedule for work for, for work from working from home which is great um, which is great yeah. i it just it leaves up in the air i don't know when my days off or anything are well, just yet so as yeah. soon as i know that i will have an actual schedule cool. but if you yeah. if you follow me um on twitch if you actually go in and actually make an account and follow um or on facebook or on, if, on if, our if, instagram if, if you friend nate on see. facebook you'll know when the next one is going <laughs> yeah, exactly. and also you know on the geek centric we're posting we're pushing when you go live as yeah. well nice uh, yeah. just so that we can draw our instagram community to that platform as but well. for the most part um, it's been like seven thirties at night usually on on yeah. different days yeah exactly that's yeah. a that's a that's a reasonable time yeah man. for everyone so <laughs> that's good man i'm glad that you're doing it kev do you want to share what you've been working on or you want to you want to wait till it drops on the on the channel Ooh. oh oh kev at home Kev yeah, at home. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, going a bit crazy. Uh, can't do the fun boxings, obviously. So uh, yeah. Sarah and I have been working on a few things. I hope they're funny and fun. I don't know how it's going to go, we've, but we've, uh, been, we've been talking about it. But like you know, I think I, I, what I love is that it's going to be something that that it'll be definitely uh, collaborative from a distance. And, and, and you know what? Whether it works or doesn't, uh, working on it, working on something with Sarah. I mean. Uh, guys, she does a lot of the voices on our YouTube. Um, she helps me write a lot of like the songs and stuff. Her and we get I, it. she's more talented than you. She sense. is definitely more talented. <laughs> she she wrote a lot of that Rick and Morty, which, in my opinion, is probably the best thing Geek Centric's ever done. Just putting it out there, um, in terms of writing. Um, yeah. So she's writing, she's yeah. definitely my writing partner, and so we've had some fun uh, again. There's only so much you can do with an iPhone and, and, and you know, uh, but anyways, Kev at Home that, debuts yeah. uh, this week, and uh, it'll be Ooh. weekly quarantine episodes, so tune in, oh, give it a look. It's, it's definitely different than uh, fun boxings or anything like that, but 
Um, and where is this dropping, Kevin? Ooh, oh, right on our uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, it's going to oh, be perfect. posted on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, I'm also just going to be kind of doing some. Uh, the way I look at it is I want to want to showcase some other pieces in the collection that are non-Funko. And uh, I feel like I figured out a routine where I might be able to do that independently, which requires obviously no stop motion and no animation and very easy post work. Uh, it's just getting all the material shot. Um, so it's something I can I can independently do, which is is good. So I can at least create some content because I think that's it. Like w- part of the reason why we, we really did start the channel and we were doing is just to do stuff together, right? Like to work on stuff together. So, uh, you know, with the plans that we had for what would have been, you know, spring 20. 20 have obviously changed based of on what's happened here um but you know what like it, it took some time but we're you know i'm glad that we've just all talked about what we want to do and it's just like boom let's activate so content is coming to the channel which i'm super excited for and that's I know yeah th- that's really good news yeah really good, good news yeah. so not not letting it because like you know uh, let's i guess we should celebrate this as well because we haven't but we hit 25k <laughs> Right, uh, we hit twenty five thousand subscribers, and that's a huge milestone for us. Uh, that was awesome, man. Books, another one in the books for us, and you know that just you know want to keep the momentum going. We know our fans love our Funkos and our Disney stuff. Uh, let's show them something a little bit different. Let's show them a little bit more of us, so that they can know who we are. And all that stuff will still be on the channel. We're still going to be making that stuff. I think the idea is kind of get to know us a bit more, right? Yeah, guys, that is what you. Uh, I think this is the perfect time to move into the news. It's all about the details. There's not much news going on right now uh, that is entertainment related, but there are some things that have happened over the five weeks that I thought I would kind of bring up. The Mandalorian Season 2 cast Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano. Slashfilm broke the news actually on March 20th about Rosario Dawson being casted as Ahsoka Tano in the upcoming season two. Uh, This comes as a surprise for two reasons. First being that no one anticipated this character making an appearance in The Mandalorian, maybe just not this early. Um, But this is also uh, a fan casting dream come true. Uh, Peter from Slash Film mentioned in his article that in 2017, a fan tweeted Rosario Dawson asking her to appear in a Star Wars movie as Ahsoka, and the actress responded, um, yes, please. Hashtag Ahsoka lives. This tweet created groups of fans campaigning for her to play the role. But of course, you know, as we know with Star Wars fans, guys, everyone has an opinion. Some fans were very upset that Ashley Eckstein was not casted as the iconic character in the live action form, as she has been the voice of Ahsoka since the very beginning. But what's really interesting about all of this, though, is that we haven't actually gotten an official confirmation from Disney, from Jon Favreau, or even Dave Filoni. Dawson, though, was recently interviewed by Variety uh, about the casting news, and she said, that has not been confirmed, but when it happens, I will be very happy. So guys, how do we feel about this iconic character from the Star Wars animated world finding her way into live action world? I've wanted wanted all of this since you guys were laughing at me talking about it going into uh, our speculation for Rise of uh, Skywalker. Like, I've wanted this since episode nine. And so yeah. to, to hear that, that we're going to be getting this melding of these universes, it makes so much sense, especially coming from Dave Filoni. Um, yeah. And, and it, it just works so 
well. Um, and to see her, absolutely, that's a fan casting come true. Um, the whole Ashley Eckstein thing, I mean, I did see an Instagram uh, live interview, or I guess it wasn't an interview, just Instagram live, that she put out uh, where she just was saying, you know what, like, thank everyone so much for their concern or for you know for bringing this to my attention or for being upset but realistically ahsoka is a group of people it's not just ashley Eckstein. it's a group of people it's writers it's you know it's dave filoni it's so many different people right, right and so right. the voice is a huge part of that but realistically it doesn't make any sense to just say well she did the voice so she has to be that character especially considering the fact that i don't think she would fit the look of that character and i do think well, rosario dawson would be phenomenal in that makeup well i i, I again uh, not somebody that has watched the series um as much um you know between rebels and clone wars etc i'm not that familiar with ahsoka where I am in, in Rebels, she's just kind of introducing herself. So, again, mm-hmm. she's not this, like, really integral character in my Star Wars universe, if if you will. Um, but she's an orange alien with head tendrils. Couldn't anybody <laughs> think- play that, you know? And so why not have the voice of the character be that character you know like you said she doesn't look the part what is she too short too fat too mm. whatever you know um she is short she's very short she's a very short person yeah okay well hagrid also wasn't eight feet tall there you know you know ian mckellen wasn't three feet taller than the hobbits you know there's filming tricks to get around that so i understand people going well, this is the voice. This is my Ahsoka. This is what I. This is this is what I grew up with. Essentially, we're almost getting to that point, right? Um, uh, that said, you know what a what a grab if if Rosario does do it. Like she's awesome. Um, she's she's really likable and fun and so, and yeah. so I mean it, it's exciting to have a big name join the series alongside. Uh, my boy Oberyn Martell, like I, I'm yeah. down, man. I'm down. I think she's great. No, I know. So, like well, again, that's... because I have no affiliation, I, I, I'm really not upset about it. I, I think it's great news, but I understand where fans are coming from with their, you know, uh, resentment or whatever it is. Yeah, I, I think I think the one thing that stands out that you, as you were saying, is like Rosario Dawson is star power, and a character like Ahsoka. Uh, it would. It's great to have star power behind that. That that's going to really help push that character. Um, and I think the Ahsoka that we're going to see is going to be much older. It's going to be a different Ahsoka, uh, taking into consideration all of the things that have happened. That's a great point. Um, How much older? Well, so at the end of Rebels, uh, when that ends, no spoilers, that's last, please. That's the last time. Yeah, that's fine. But that's the last time we see her, and it's at the end of the Empire, at the end of Return of the Jedi. Um, that's when they 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 go. So uh, she's like at least forty years older than thirty forty years yeah. older. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, and and we we get introduced to her obviously. Wow. In as, as Anakin's uh, Padawan. Um, so what I, what know, is I, like, the race that she like the 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 alien species that she is with the tendrils there? Oh, now you're testing. A uh, Twi'lex? Twi'lex? No, she's not a Twi'lek. No. Um, hang on. She looks like a Twi'lek, but she's not. 
Uh, I'll get no, that. You guys keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So the other. So thing I'm just wondering what her lifespan is. Like you know. Right. 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 Humans are you know up to a hundred. Yodas, mm. uh, whatever, she's a are yeah. up to eight hundred. Yeah. What? Kevin, where is a, she? Right. She's a. She's called a Tagruta. Yep. And Tagruta. I'm just trying to see here. Yeah, I don't have anything on average lifespan, but you could, yeah, you she's could, a Tagruta. Yeah. So. I mean, maybe she's a spry 30-year-old, even though she might be in the universe for 60 years. She's she's barely starting. Who knows? Right. But so the other thing, too, is that the Mandalorian takes place five years after Return of the Jedi. And obviously we've seen her in Rebels, which was at the end of Return of the Jedi, roughly. The Empire had fallen um, in Rebels. So, like, yeah, there's probably going to just be, like you said, 40... 45 maybe is, is her age she's gonna be wise i also like to think that you know who what other characters are going to come with her because when we saw her she was with another character from rebels so will that character also be with her and she was a mandalore well right? I, so, I i know your question is do you want to see more man now that i've done the ride um and seen the episode with him on rebels i wonder if he appears more but like let's go live action hondo man that'd be dope yeah that'd yeah. be yeah, dope that'd be yeah, I mean, yeah. we already know it works because we've literally seen him in real life. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. They could yeah, totally yeah. do that because um, we saw yeah. the live action. Technically, there is a live action version of him on the Millennium Falcon on, on Smuggler's Run. Uh, when you're yep. just about to enter into the cockpit, you see a video version of him. And that's definitely an actor, right? So they could totally bring that in. I think that would be phenomenal. That's but again, so easy. as much as I would want you know jim cummings to do the voice he doesn't fit that part like you know what i mean like i guess yeah, it's a he, bit different they, there but but what if they what if they recorded but what if they recorded his voice and then just layered it in, in right? it. like yep. they do with you, a lot of characters come on that's yeah. that's a good yeah. point but in ooh, that's uh, yeah i get you. that's a good point that's a good point yeah cool um the 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 only other thing i was going to say about it is that you know having now experienced both rebels and clone wars um getting a little bit more insight into the Filoni universe of Star Wars. It, it's it's nice to see him showing up, like these characters showing up in, in The Mandalorian and not in like the Skywalker saga where, uh, you know, as Nate was pointing out, you know, you were uh, for Rise of Skywalker, you were hoping to see some of these characters show up. And I, I personally just didn't think that it was a necessity. Whereas I think in The Mandalore, you know, there's mandalorian story we we have this this already pre-existing felony world that he's he's kind of created and you know he's able to kind of pull in some of these characters and transition them into live action so it is exciting to see i i'd like to see some of some of the other characters show up and i, I won't list some names but uh i would love to see some but uh yeah i i think it's it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting i just let's see if disney actually confirms this so we'll I, unless you know we wait until october 2020 when the show drops and we find out, so I don't think it's gonna. I don't know if it's actually gonna. I think it's gonna get pushed. Why? Because everything's post- getting finished. pushed. Because yeah, if this been, if this is barely well, even confirmed, wise, maybe they haven't yeah. shot this yet. Yeah, they have. They haven't post- shot. Post- they haven't shot Rosario Dawson. If this yeah, isn't confirmed, no, th- no. This 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 hasn't been confirmed by anyone. Which makes me also believe, as a side note if it should have even been announced in the first place, if it was supposed to be like a uh, something that was revealed in the show, very much like a baby Yoda, but it just kind of came out and no one has really I'll definitely, addressed I'll it. definitely agree with that, but like, look at what Disney's done, right? Before yeah. we even knew this was going to be a big deal, they delayed Mulan. Um, sure. You know, and then a couple weeks, maybe a week though. into 
this being a big deal, they're like, hey, here's some good news, you know? Like, they're yeah. they're kind of trying their best to to spread out news and that sort of thing. And so I think rather than just being non-existent and just being like, watch some old movies on Disney+, Plus, they tried to give out some, you know, exciting news, maybe thinking they could start filming sooner than is possible, you know? But they've already wrapped production. Production on The Mandalorian Season 2 has wrapped, and it wrapped well before... Uh, anything had happened. Interesting. So it's Interesting. done. It's done. So they're all in post-production work now, right? Because they were shooting while the show was in. In that, in that case, running. I really do agree with you that Ahsoka would have been just a fanboy wet dream, you know, right? to see, just, to, for her to just appear. Yeah. Like, Nate, yeah. Nate, I would, ha- I would literally get an Uber to your house to check on you if I was watching that episode and that happened without an yeah, we didn't know ahead of time, yeah. I'd be like, oh yeah, my God, so. I hope he's okay. But, you know, like the other thing too, you know, being that she's a Jedi, she's obviously has interactions with Yoda through Clone Wars. Um, you know, is she going to be one of the characters that kind of enlightens the Mandalorian about, you know, what, not what the species is, but what the power is behind the species. And because like the whole time, like no one ever actually says anything in the Mandalorian about this creature having, you know, force sensitive abilities. There's hints at it, right? But no one says it. No one says it at all. But we, as the audience, we've obviously seen these powers before, uh, being that we've experienced Star Wars. So we know, as the audience, that this thing is force sensitive. Nick, Nick Nolte legit. never, never mentioned the force, eh? He said he said he has seen things, seen powers like this before. Okay. When uh, okay. when uh, she, I think the child tries to strangle uh, Cardin. Right. So yeah. so what so what you're saying is they realized that Baby Yoda is never going to be able to talk and communicate about the Force. So that's where they're inserting Ahsoka to be that voice for right. Baby Yoda, essentially. Right. Is that the um, worst which, idea you've ever heard? No, nope. it's it's not. I I just think it, it is interesting for a show that it prides itself originally on being an, a no Jedi show and and exploring other parts of I the don't canon. Think it's, and now uh, here comes the it. biggest yeah. non Skywalker uh, saga Jedi ever. Essentially, well, she right? Is. Yeah. She kind of yeah. is though because she. That's was, a good. That's was, a good point, there, Nate. She yeah. was she was Anakin's Padawan, so she kind of is a part of the Skywalker saga. Oh Jesus! Like you can't you just can't escape the Skywalker say. <laughs> but that's so that again, not to get too side thing, but I feel like that's what you know. Everyone wants everyone to kind of move towards exploring other realms of the of the Star Wars universe. But to Kevin's point, can you ever really escape the Skywalker? saga when you know there's all of these elements right because like you know we were talking i believe about uh what was that uh the high the high republic that show that new content the new and we were mentioning, uh, book series so darth plagueis what if he's in it or if they hint at him or if this thing is that still associated with the skywalker saga kevin says yes i would say yes it is as well but it's like very distantly removed from from it but like again like how can you how can we have star wars but not have at least some sort of thread of of skywalker because even though rogue one this character this character is called the rogue child, one why how how so because other than the plans being delivered and starting episode four that movie has zero characters essentially that are in the Skywalker saga. And you can't talk about the the guys from the bar. Oh, Amazon. I don't like you. He or doesn't R2, like or you. Or R2 and C-3PO. 
Our R2 and C3PO? Oh my god, they're in the hangar bay. Get over it. That's an Easter egg. They're not in the movie. They don't do anything. But they still shows that they're part of the Skywalker universe. Yes, but that movie that movie was a whole movie about characters that had nothing to do with the force other than the guy pretending to have it. Oh, Darth Vader's in it. Oh my god. Okay. Let's end this right now before it gets because it's impossible. You're right. It's impossible. There hasn't been impossible. a movie made that isn't connected. Uh and yeah. there should be uh so anyways, I'm I'm just gonna yeah. stop trying. No, that's 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 fine. Okay, so what we're gonna do now is Kevin's obviously riled up. I think this is the perfect time oh, no. to move into our topic of the show because we do not have any trailers for trailer time because there's just hasn't been much. But anyways, I think it's time that we get into movie combat. All right, guys, so for today's movie combat, we are putting Toy Story against Toy Story 2 to see which of these movies will reign supreme. Representing Toy Story, released in 1995, the original big kid, Nate Shelton! Buzz, 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 light you to the rescue! How's it going? You're going down, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> and representing Toy Story 2, released in 1999, we have the King of Collectors, Kevin Hudson. Okay, this is a clean round, which means you cannot interrupt the other person while they are doing their opening statement. Cool? All right, so we're all good with that. You have to do everything you can to make your movie sound the most appealing all right you guys are each are gonna get two minutes on the clock okay who wants to go first obviously i should uh because i've got the better film and it was the first one released so i think that makes sense sure. no makes sense. Uh, hold on <laughs> nate should definitely go first because his movie came out first let's okay. go all right let's guys go. come on come on come on now okay here we go and the timer starts now Toy Story, released in 1995, directed by John Lasseter. This movie is a story of both acceptance and friendship, and it ushered film animation into the era it still exists today. It was a revolution in animation and filmmaking and storytelling, and it redefined what an animated feature film could be, and that cannot be overlooked. The film made $373 million worldwide on a budget of only $30 million. Its, its, its story is extremely balanced, allowing not only the extremely charming world of Toy Story to be introduced to audiences, but also allowing its two main characters to share screen time equally and grow as characters all within 80 minutes. With visuals that still hold up today, this movie is timeless. Unlike its sequel, it doesn't rely on large-scale locations or events, just a simple story taking place one house away from where we started. I would go through the entire plot, but I don't need to because you probably remember every single moment. That's the beauty of this film, because just like the lessons learned by Woody and Buzz, it sticks with you forever. Ooh. Okay. Am I, am I good for time? You're great for time. You had 47 seconds to spare. <laughs> okay, can I give you... I'll give you just a couple of highlights. Highlight number one, you are a toy! 
And uh, excuse me, I think the word you are searching for is Space Ranger. Uh, the word I'm searching for, I can't say because there's preschool toys present. And, uh, and lastly, uh, who's got my hat? Shark pops up. Look, I'm Sheriff Woody. Howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> now, those are the highlights. I've got a little bit more, but I'm going to save it Time. for my, my roundup. Time, all right, time. All right okay. let's hear it, Kevin. Okay, Kevin, hold on. Bring all right, it. resetting timer. Resetting timer. Kevin, sell it. Toy Story is one of the most phenomenal movies ever made. It redefined animation, as Nate said. It ushered in a new era for not just animation, but for Disney cartoon classics. It is timeless. It is amazing. But... Toy Story 2, like very few movies have ever done before, Toy Story 2 improved upon the original basis. Empire Strikes Back is better than A New Hope. Godfather 2 is better than Godfather. Toy Story 2 is better than Toy Story. And it's because it takes the original premise... And lets it breathe, lets it develop, lets it grow. It takes a beautiful story about toys coming to life and really shows them being alive. Instead of being stuck in Andy's bedroom and Sid the psycho's backyard, we <laughs> see these toys cross streets under pylons. What a scene! Um, we see them in the arcade. We see like the scene where uh, the 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 restoration guy fixes Woody. It, it's timeless. It's one of the most amazing animated scenes of all time. Jesse's origin story is absolutely heartbreaking. It's it's it really makes you feel for this toy. Um, and, uh, cause I'm running out of time here. Uh, finally we get to see Woody as a cowboy because that airport scene is like a real life Western in an airport CGI'd. It's amazing. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> time, yeah. bro. Time. Right out of time. time. Right out of time. Ding, ding. Oh, you got it. You got it all. You got it all there. That was good. That was a good, clean first round boys not too much damage done some great points all right guys this is round two this is the trash it round okay gloves come off you guys can debate it out this will be a shared time slot of six minutes you guys will have the opportunity within that six minutes to trash each other's movies uh please be respectful don't don't hurt anyone too badly okay i don't want i don't want to have to clean up some blood or, or anything like that six minutes on the clock trash it starting now you would think four years would be long enough to come up with a more believable less rushed and original plot but not in the case of toy story 2 because when you rewrite an entire film over a weekend and remake a movie in nine months because you you you, you know you've got all this pressure from disney you can really start to see the cracks in the seams or should i say the rips in the fabric <laughs> uh yeah uh, uh, excellent point here uh, you know, it's interesting. Last time I did movie combat, I had to argue one crappy movie against <laughs> another crappy movie. And this time I'm arguing a great movie against another great movie. Yeah. So I'm not about to sit here and try and tear down Toy Story. It's an amazing movie. It's an amazing movie. But I'm also not about to sit here. And, uh, 
So they made Toy Story 2 in nine months? That's a cinematic miracle, man. What they did in that movie is incredible. It's incredible. (laughs) The the Buzz Lightyear Zerg moment. The the whole elevator scene leading to I am your father and they start catching balls with each other. The humor just expands. It every little part of the characters and their interactions uh builds off the first one and gets better. All the characters grow a bit more, we learn a bit more, and it's 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 that much more fulfilling of a cinematic experience because of it. But what I mean by rips in the fabric, and I'm not just simply talking about the rip in in freaking Woody's arm. Like, you're going to tell Which me... Which gets fixed in one of the but, best scenes in sure. movie history, man! Great. But you're going to tell me that Andy, who loves Woody, left Woody... At home, keeping him from going to cowboy camp, which he takes with him every single year because of a little rip. He's been taking this this gets his Woody doll to cowboy camp, and he just all of a sudden doesn't want to do it. Are I mean, we kids, now picking dude, plot do, holes? I'm telling Why you, kids do Lightyear weird things. Pretend to be a toy when he didn't know he was a toy, man. We're not about to plick potholes out here, I'm, are we? I'm Come just on. telling you. I'm telling you I'm that telling a film. I'm telling you that's not what this the, conversation the is film, about, brother. The film could have been better because the fact is, number one, Pixar is absolutely great at little details. We can all agree with that. Absolutely. They're phenomenal oh little details. The animation, but, even in the first one, the sheen on Buzz's helmet, the shadows, oh yeah. That's it's it's incredible that they did that all the way back in like what ninety five ninety six you said unbelievable yeah. so yeah but but their the problem detail has been there the whole time absolutely but the problem is is when you are when you're making the first movie and you've got Toy Story one and Disney it does not have its foot on you yet you can push and push and push to say I want to make the movie that we or we want to make the movie we want to make when you are remaking a movie in only nine months. That's where the seams start to show. And just a few things that Pixar probably would have paid attention to. Number one, the fact that Andy just gives up and just says, no, I'm not going to take Woody to space uh, to cowboy camp. Number two, the fact that um, Buzz is all of a sudden not his main obsession when that was the end of the first movie. He was he, he should be going to space camp. Number three, an incredibly well-trained dog doesn't realize that Woody has fallen off of his back. And number four, uh, his mom, Andy's mom, locks Woody into that that case and doesn't realize later that her son's favorite toy is missing all of the sudden after having an argument with a rabid collector. I'm sorry, but I'm telling you right now that these small details Pixar would have taken care of had they not been pressured for time. Just saying. And that makes I the watched movie. I watched both of those movies back recently and didn't notice half of those details. So your small details are unimportant details. Um, the dogs you mentioned, all I could see was brilliant animation. They're some of the most beautiful, beautifully animated dogs I've ever seen in a CGI movie. I had that on my notes and can't believe I got to bring that up. So thank you for helping me there. <laughs> Listen, CGI was a novel new concept when Toy Story came out. Toy Story redefined the genre of animation uh, for better or worse in a lot of cases. All Toy Story did, it didn't change anything. It didn't it didn't it didn't grow on anything. All it did was take the amazing 
concept of Toy Story and improve it ever so slightly. The jokes are better. The characters are more developed. We get new characters. We get better characters. It's just a better movie because it learned its lesson from Toy Story, which is an and then recycled boring a lot movie. of the jokes. It, it recycled yeah. every freaking sequel recycles, but that doesn't mean that sequels can't be better. I'm gonna give you the last forty seconds. I'm just saying, Slinky Dog, a beloved character and Woody's best friend, seemingly replaced by Bullseye, a character that Jim let me Varney remind you died, had, man. had no memory of ever of, of Woody had no memory of Bullseye ever existing previous to this movie, and and you know because it's how does, not the same Woody. It's not the same Woody. He's not the Woody. Then Buzz is not the Buzz. Buzz absolutely was a space ranger previous to being in Andy's room. Woody should have been. Why are we talking about the the, the the subject like this? Because Come these on, are man. small. Of course, things don't make sense. Because these are the small details that they weren't able to take care of. These are the small details the you're wasting your time worrying time, about time, while watching a time. good movie, man. Time. Okay, break it up, boys. Break it up. Back to the corners. All right. Okay, okay. That was good. That was good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, nurse your injuries. We're about to get into round three. Finish it. Okay, you've sold your movies. You've trashed your opponent's movies. Now it's time to bring it home. Each of you will be given another two minutes for your final statements. No interruptions. A final two minutes. I will start with Nate setting timer and two minutes starting now. All right. In conclusion, as a filmmaker and animator yourself, Justin, I know you must appreciate the film that changed animated film forever and expanded animated feature films to older audiences and younger audiences alike. The best Toy Story film ever made. The movie that made Pixar, Pixar. And a movie that they were able to get so right simply just because they had time. I love, love, love how by the end of the film, they were able to go uh, from being afraid of being replaced during the birthday party to hoping for new friends for Christmas because of the lessons they learned from accepting Buzz into their lives. It's, it's, it's such a wonderful, amazing moral story. You tell me what really came from Toy Story 2. Maybe Kevin will argue that in his finishing statement. But listen, Toy Story 1, it's the original. It's undeniably the best Toy Story movie released to date. And it will live on in our hearts and our minds to infinity and beyond. Oh. <laughs> and that's it. All right. Yeah. Well, you have time left. So. No, nope, I don't need it. it. Okay. Mike, let's drop. hear it, Kevin. You're done. He You're needs done. it. Okay. Resetting time. Resetting time. Resetting time. Kevin, are you good? Give me one sec. Okay. All right. Whenever. Two minutes on the clock starting now. I kind of look at Toy Story 2 like I look at Empire Strikes Back. Yes, you can lay all the... And and I know you won't bring up Star Wars, um, even though you probably should, um, because Star Wars (laughs) redefined a genre. It reinvented the blockbuster. It changed how movies were not only made, but released um, and experienced. It was a groundbreaking movie, just like Toy Story. Again, I I know I've already said, I, I cannot poop on Toy Story because it's a fantastic movie but Toy Story 2 took every little detail that worked in Toy Story Toy Story 2 just made it better just like The Empire Strikes Back every single moment in Toy Story 2 is a 
how can we do it better moment. The pylon scene, Buzz with his dad catching balls, the elevator scene, the um the 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 scene in the toy store, the scene in um you know the 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 the, the refurbisher's apartment. Every scene is beautiful, amazing. The animation's better. The jokes are better. The dialogue is better. The characters are better. It literally just took everything that worked in Toy Story and made it a bit better. Because, yes, this is the movie that started Pixar. But are we really going to hold Pixar to their first movie? No! They only got better over time. And Toy Story 2 is basically the perfect uh, example of how they got better over time just making a formula work better okay and three seconds left on the clock going to timer okay so um you know you guys both make really incredible points on both sides uh i don't envy you guys for having to defend either one of these movies because of the fact that you're both right they're they're great films on their own right um i think the deciding factor for me when you guys were talking about a lot of the stuff you know nate you're you're absolutely right the the nostalgic piece uh it being you know significant to animation filmmaking something i really appreciate about the movie um is 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 what it has done for animated films now um that's a huge part of that um on the other side, though, aesthetically, I found Toy Story 2 to be a lot cleaner, a lot more vibrant, um, whereas I feel like Toy Story 1 felt more of like an experiment that worked really, really, really well. Um, and it did well, and it and it captured everyone. Uh, you, you were calling out as well, Nate, the, the short amount of time that they had with, with getting the movie done. Um, I actually think that that's incredible just because of the fact, you know, Disney wanted to rush that movie because of commercial reasons, and they were like, no, no, no. Uh, we got we got to do this movie the right way. So they stepped in and did it. And sure, there's narratively narrative choices in number two that probably aren't the best. But I think the real thing from what you guys were talking about was the humor. Uh, I laughed out loud way more in Toy Story two than I did in Toy Story one. And that's like upon rewatching them. Even um, I think that to me was a huge huge part of why Kevin, you take it. You were right. It's, it's, it has, it has, it, it, it takes the world of what Toy Story did so well as, as you've outlined, Nate, and expanded it so that, you know, that simple story, they're now entering a larger world. Um, and, you know, some of the elements, yeah, you could say they were attributed to how rushed it was, but I think the humor is what stood out to me. Uh, way to go, Kev. Congratulations. You win this one. Take it home. Congratulations, Champion. dude. Uh, you know, I don't even feel like I won anything here because I literally had to beat an incredible movie. Uh, and that was the toughest part about this movie combat was that it was two incredible movies fighting against each other. Uh, one redefined a genre. The other just simply took that formula and made it better. Um, and so, uh, honestly, Toy Story is amazing. Toy Story 2 is fantastic. If I were to recommend an animated movie to somebody, it would probably be Toy Story if they'd never seen an animated movie before. Uh, and But the only reason is because you have to watch Toy Story before you watch Toy Story 2. Uh, and so I would probably preface it with, it's only going to get better from here. 
Um, But anyways, Nate, you did a a fantastic job. Yeah, bravo, Uh, man. You were really, really, really like... You came prepared with good notes and like just like ready. I watched Toy Story two days ago and now I want to go watch it again. Um, yeah, exactly. So you you did a really great job, uh, and and I I don't think either of us are losers, in the sense that we both just got to watch Toy Story one and two again. So, again, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, let's go back to crappy movies and which one is better because it's a lot more fun to to give crap to a movie that sucks than it is to try and beat down a really really excellent almost perfect movie. So, anyways, yes, well that was said. a fun battle, Nate. You killed it. Awesome. Yes, I agree. Well, that is it for us. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this movie combat episode. If you did, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Five stars is the minimum you can give. So please rate us. Let us know what you think uh, in the comment section as well. Uh, but as always, we are Geekcentric and you can be too, which means you can also check us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash geekcentric. Follow us on Twitter at geekcentricyt and follow us on Instagram at wearegeekcentric. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, are you worried that Toy Story 2 just be Toy Story 1? We're ready to hear it. So please let us know at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. There you go. And make sure to check me out on Twitch. Uh, Again, follow me, twitch.tv slash NatePlaysGames. We're going to be playing some some more Ori, some more Animal Crossing. I'm also thinking of getting some Doom Eternal going on for a little bit more of a mature audience. So if you want to see some crazy violence, definitely uh, join in. And and, uh, it'll be a lot of fun to hang out and, and chat with me in the chat. Awesome. Fantastic. Well... Guys, thanks again for joining me for today's social distancing episode. Uh, it's good to see your faces yeah, uh, after again, five too. long weeks. Yeah, we should definitely do it again. I, I think we should do it next week uh, if you guys are down. I'm so down. We'll, we'll definitely set that up. But uh, until then, as we say, love ya. Stay home safe, guys. Peace, guys.